Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Caught at the 20. Racing near sideline 10. Turn of the 5. Touchdown Raiders. The crowd applauds because Las Vegas just win, baby. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. There's a lot going on with the silver and black when it comes to building the roster, putting the team together. Second day of free agency, not free agency, the legal tampering period of free agency is going on right now as the new league year opens up tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific time. There's also a lot going on when it comes to the Raider image and selling a lot of material of jerseys and clothes and supplies and bobbleheads and a whole lot more footballs, all that going on at Allegiant Stadium. And to talk about it right now is senior buying manager of the Raider image, Christina McAloon. And Christina, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. And I remember uh, each year you have this big sale. And so if you're trying to go and get all the Raider gear you could possibly get, I remember I asked about a couple different uh, items last year. I was able to go ahead and get those items and add them to the mix. Uh, it's going on right now at Allegiant Stadium, or not right now, but it's going on this week, the 17th through the 19th. Tell us a little bit about this big warehouse sale that's going on. First of all, thank you so much for having me. We're huge fans. Um, and we are really excited to announce that from the 17th through the 19th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., we will have our annual Raider Image Warehouse Sale. So the pricing is going to be up to 70% off. Um, and it's bigger and better than it was last year. So we're hoping a lot of people come out. What are some of the items that should be featured or will be featured in this big warehouse sale? So we actually have Raiders gear and some UNLV nice. um, because we also we also purchased for their website and the games. Um, there's going to be men's products, women's kids, accessories, and, of course, all of the best sellers, right? So similar to what you just said, we've got jerseys, tees, hoods, caps, bobbleheads, pins. I mean, you name it, we've got it on sale. I also understand that there's a few limited edition pieces that are coming in from the training facility. Is that is that, uh, is that right? Yeah, so we are huge, um, you know, into our history, as you know, mm-hmm. um, and there are a few pieces from the L.A. training facility. It's very limited, though. Um, I, I anticipate them going quite quickly. Um, and there will be there will be a few pieces there. I like it. I like it. Again, Christina McAloon, Senior Buying Manager of the Raider Image, is joining us here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So, again, it's three days only, 17th through the 19th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and it's Allegiant Stadium. So uh, what's the best time for fans to start arriving? Because I'm assuming that it's going to get pretty packed out there. Yes, the lines are usually wrapped around the building, so I do uh, I do think you guys should get here early. The exact address is across from Allegiant, so okay. it's 5525 Polaris Avenue, um, and there's going to be parking on either side of the building in Lot S and Lot W, so making it really easy and convenient for everyone to get to. So in previous years, what have you noticed that would be kind of the quickest sellers? Uh, probably the older sideline gear, for sure. Um, and some of our, you know, the on-field brands, Nike, New Era, and, of course, 47. So those are probably some of the biggest ones. Um, however, this year, like I said, the selection is even better. Um, and we actually have additional items from our Raider at Fabulous line. We have some higher-priced items from, like, Beauty and Burke. Ooh. So we're really trying to make sure <laughs> we're really trying to make sure that the fans get the best deal of the season. Christina trying to get all fancy out there. You're trying to make it all fancy. I'm telling you right now, that when you said that, when you made it fancy, all I could think of was Dr. Jen. I'm hearing Dr. Jen in my ear say, I'm there, Q. I'm there. I got to get fancy with Christina. Again, Christina McAloon, Senior Buyer Manager from the Raider Images, joining us here 
on Radio Nation Radio 920. My man Demond's got one for you. Something that happens to me no matter where I go shopping, I'm always lost. I'm always looking for sizes. Are there going to be people? You're in the little kids department. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> there going to be things to help people out, or, or sales associates there to help people. Hey, if maybe I can't find my size, or I'm looking for this, maybe in a different color. Yes. Absolutely. So, I mean, I would have to say that our team, um, you know, really stepped up their game this year. Last year was our actual, actually our first one. And I feel like what we, you know, learned from that is that we do need to have more people on hand to help out. And we also arranged everything to be uh, by size to really try to make sure that it's as easy, right, for everyone to move through and find what they need. Yeah, and with that being said, uh, more people being there to help out, how how accessible is the checkout situation going to be? <laughs> also, is is it going to be, I, I pay with everything on my phone. Will I be able to just pay Aren't with my fancy? phone? Aren't you fancy? Look at you. Oh, dude, I'm Apple Pay all the way. Sometimes <laughs> if a place says it doesn't have Apple Pay, I get a little disappointed. You're out of there, huh? <laughs> I mean, that is also a great question. We are going to be cashless, and I will say that we have double the amount of registers this year. So, again, I mean, our whole our whole hope, as always, right, is to make sure that we make this um, an easy and enjoyable experience for our fans, um, and that's exactly what we're set up to do right now. So I'm assuming there's jerseys that may be there of players that are no longer playing with the team. Like we t- today we found out Darren Waller's on his way. So uh, how quickly do those jerseys go, even though the players aren't with the team anymore? They're on their way there. <laughs> <laughs> well, how quickly do, do fans buy them? I mean, I'm assuming that they still, because they're still nice-looking jerseys, I'm sure that, and especially at a discount, I'm sure that we, those go pretty quick. We do. And you know what? I have to say, I mean, we, you know, for instance, we had car on sale for a while, right, after everything that, that happened. And I will say that the fans definitely gravitate and get excited about it and look at game, limited, elite, uh, men's, women's, kids, like everything that we um, we own just because they are such huge fans of the player and the team and what they represented the past few years, right? Right. That makes a lot of sense. It really does. Again, Christina McAluna is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And you mentioned something that we hadn't even talked about, kids. You guys have stuff for kids as well. We do. We do. We definitely have kids um, in both uh, in both Raiders and UNLV. Um, and uh, and we'll have it by size, like I said, assorted for you guys, in addition to the novelties, right, that the kids love as well. Nice. And then you mentioned UNLV. So is it just going to be UNLV apparel? Are there also going to be any UNLV collectibles that can be there to be purchased? They're not going to be as many collectibles versus the Raiders side, for sure. UNLV is much more apparel and, and headwear-based. Um, but the Raiders has the, more of the collectibles on site. So would like to know, what do you feel like are the best deals that could be available? Like, would it be clothes? Would it be paraphernalia? Would it be, like, footballs? Would, I mean, what, what do you think is kind of, like, the best deal in the house? I would probably say the jerseys, number one. Right. Um, jerseys, number one, followed by footballs. And then also we have some watches that nice. are going to be at a pretty deep discount. So I would probably say those are the three that I would I would mention as like the most desirable from a price point standpoint. There you go. Well, we're excited about it again. Three days only, the 17th through the 19th. You guys did this last year. You're doing it again this year. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., 5525 Polaris Avenue, right across from Allegiant Stadium. You can park on either side in lot S and in W. Uh, anything else that we need to pass along uh, so everyone knows what they could do and how they could do it? No, just that we love our fans and we can't wait to see them this weekend. Absolutely. Well, Christina, we do appreciate you joining us and giving us a little bit of an insight of what's going on uh, right there next to Allegiant Stadium with this huge warehouse sale going on by the Raider Image. We do appreciate you. 
Thank you. Have a good day, you guys. All right, you too. There she goes. Christina McAloon, Senior Buying Manager from the Raider Image. And that's the thing about it, man. I don't care what the record is. I don't care what the team has done. Um, you know, Raider, Raider gear always looks great. Whether it's clothes, uh, it doesn't matter if it's it's material. Like I said, I have that bar stool uh, little table and, and set chair set at the house, and it is a crowd pleaser, right? I mean, regardless, when I walk in that house and I see it, I'm like, man, that is badass right there. Just to have the chairs, the little bar stool chairs, and the table there, it's fancy, man. And it's so funny that people always get me gifts, no matter what it is, no matter when it is, they always get me some kind of Raider gift. Like, oh, hey, got to get Q something. We'll get, oh, I should have asked her about a wallet. Dang it, call her back. <laughs> call her back. No, seriously, call her back. I want to know. No, serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, call, yeah. I'll do it right now. Call her back, man. I forgot to ask. I got this wallet. I'm like, my barber says that I got an old man's wallet. You know how old men put, like, business cards in their wallet and it gets too big? Uh, I have a lot of business cards in my wallet, and I don't even know people that use business cards anymore except for me. And so my wallet always gets worn out. So the other day, when I was at the Sahara Las Vegas, matter of fact, I pulled out my ID to show that I was 21 and over, and I realized how raggedy my wallet is and that I actually need a new wallet. So I'm actually we're going to call Christina back. She's going to be like, why are these guys messing with me? I don't know if we're going to be able to get her or not. She's probably like, I'm done with these cats. Oh, no, I think we do have her. Awesome. Awesome. This is great. I love it. This is this is what you call live radio. This is how you do live radio. Christina, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. I had to call you back. I totally forgot the most important question, and I wanted to get this answer. And I just realized my wallet is raggedy. I mean, it is raggedy to the to the 1800th uh, level. Are you guys going to have wallets out there? So I will not have a wallet at the warehouse sale, but you could go to RaiderImage.com and buy one now. Okay. done. I'm telling you, I have the worst. I mean, have you ever seen an old man's wallet where they have like a bunch of business cards in it and it just gets stretched out and it looks ugly? Yes, I have. She's like, yeah, I knew an old guy that has. That's me. I am that guy. Like to the point where if I'm driving for a long distance, I got to take my wallet out my back pocket because it just it, I won't even sit right. So my wallet is all jacked up. But it's a Raider wallet. So there's that. Well, we can figure out how to hook you up for sure. Um, but definitely check out RaiderImage.com. I, I will do that. Th- thank you so much for, uh, for hopping back on and answering the most important question of the day about my wallet because I have wallet issues. And it's not uh, because I have money. It's because I have a bunch of credit cards, or not credit cards, a bunch of business cards in here, and they're taking up too much space. But thank you, Christina. We appreciate you. Bye, you guys. <laughs> See ya. There she goes. For real this time. Christina McAloon. She's like, I'm never going on the radio with those guys again. They're sitting here calling me back, putting me on the spot. She's a senior buying manager at the Raider Image. Look, you got to have fun sometimes. But look, DeMond, you can see from all the way across the room how jacked up my wallet is. Yeah, that looks uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. And every year... I get a, a new wallet for a gift, right? Someone will give me a gift, either Father's Day, my birthday, Christmas Day, you know what I mean? Something I'll get, and it, it's not that many days, time of year, but I mean, like, someone will always do it because they'll see my wallet is all jacked up, and this thing is, man, the strings are coming do off of it. Do you keep it in your back pocket? Yes. How do you sit down? That's what I was just saying. Oh, when we, drove, ca- oh, to, man, when we drove to Arizona was the most uncomfortable drive. You're in the car. Why does it need to be in your back pocket while you're driving? Where else am I going to put it? In the dashboard anywhere. That's how you lose your wallet. Hey, man, that's why I don't have one now. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, what's, exactly you know right. what's happened to me twice? What? I've I've left it at the airport. You know, where it's like, hey, separate everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, yeah oh, put, yeah, it, put yeah. everything in yep, a bin. Yep. I've walked away, no wallet. 
And, and they didn't call you on a loudspeaker. Uh, Demond Cotton, could you return to security and get your wallet? They didn't give you that. Nope. Wow, they did you dirty. I I did that a couple times because you know how you're supposed to pull out your ID and show them your ID. Yeah, you're doing all this stuff. I would do that, and then I would throw it in the little bin, and somehow I would leave my ID. But they would always call me over the, the loudspeaker, and they would mess up my name. So that's how I knew it was me. They say, uh, Quint Myers. If you can find, uh, if you lost your ID, come on. that's how I knew it was always me because they messed my name up. So they probably looked at your name and were like, we're not even going to try this, dude. <laughs> and I probably, uh, not, no, you I probably, probably wasn't paying attention. Listening. You yep. weren't listening. Didn't know what was going at the time. It, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is what it is. I've already got it into the airport. I'm waiting for the flight. Uh, I don't need the wallet now. Yeah, you, you need it when you need it, though. And when you don't have it, when you show up in Arizona, to the Super Bowl. Facial recognition, baby. And we're, and we're walking into the credential media room where we're supposed to pick up our credentials. And every sign, Raider Nation, on the wall says, cannot get credential without government-issued ID. And I asked Damon, joking, hey, man, you got your wallet and your ID with you? Damon looks and says, no. <laughs> you know, that's just how I get through life, you know. It's, uh, it'll that's work not in, a good idea. It'll work itself out eventually. And it, if doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't. Work itself out eventually. Yeah, that was, know, a lot you of really got lucky on that situation. Facial recognition, Q, and I'm telling you, three, four years, we're just going to be. I know, <laughs> but it's not three or four years from now. It's it's today. It's 2023, and the only reason that you got through is because we were actually late. If we had been on time, like we were supposed to be, like I wanted to be, then we wouldn't. You wouldn't have got your. your Q, I'm a charmer. I would have. I would have. You know, said a couple of sweet nothings. They would have been like, "Oh my gosh, she's so sweet." No, they I wouldn't got have. it. No, you, you wouldn't. Wanna, you want to know what I did yesterday? I mean, yeah, yeah. Last week. Yeah, tell me. Which entertain this? We went to uh, lunch. We went to uh, Lindo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had already placed my Chipotle order, oh, yeah, so you I did. clock out for my shift, right. and I was like, "I'll just have them remake it," you know. I go at 7 o'clock, you know, I leave work, and it's like, hey, she said, yeah, we'll do it. She comes back, she says, second thought, sorry, the manager said I couldn't. I was like, can I speak to the manager? Can I speak to the manager? And you know what happened? What? They ended up remaking that order, Q. <laughs> you got to have the juice. Sometimes okay. you just got to look somebody in the eye and say, <laughs> why can't you? You can't look like, they someone like, in the eye. We can't give you your credential. Why can't you? Did you have a, a, a high chair to look someone in the eye? Cause you know you ain't you ain't standing looking, up to nobody's eye. I, it, well, it doesn't matter. You can look you can look down to me and look me in my eye. <laughs> Do you feel like you're in charge? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Four fourteen is the time. We'll take a break. Get to your calls in Texas. Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. It's unnecessary roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Been getting a ton of feedback today on the Don'tBeBroke.com text line and the phone lines and Twitter as well. Talking about the moves that the Raiders have agreed on. The first couple days of the legal tampering period, everything becomes official like a referee's whistle tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific time. That's when the new league year opens, and then we'll be talking about 2023 NFL upcoming season. Of course, we'll be talking about the draft. The owners' meetings are at the end of the month. Just got my credential approved for that, so that's back in Phoenix. So uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 will be on the road again, uh, headed to Phoenix, and then headed to Kansas City for the— Did we just lose? There we go. That was weird. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> what happened? I no clue. Oh man, that was that was bizarre. Strange things happen. We just had strange things happen. All of a sudden, someone stepped into the studio and hit a button or something. Man, that ghost is working hard. Man, that was bizarre. I'm looking around thinking, <laughs> what in the world is going on? So there you go. Everything becomes official uh, coming up tomorrow. And as I was mentioning, uh, we'll be headed to Phoenix for the owners' meetings. Excited about that. And then, of course. Kansas City at the end of April for the upcoming draft. And at some point in the meantime, in between time, we get a vacation in there 
uh, to recharge the batteries and get for get ready for an upcoming season. And uh, we've been getting your feedback on everything that's been going on. Mailman Raider, hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line. Demond Sweet talking the Chipotle manager without an emoji. Look, Q, a step in the right direction. Next step, it's Kayla. <laughs> No, this was a male manager. This was more authoritative. Whatever. It's 2023, dog. This, I don't yeah. judge. This was a, this I was more don't of a, judge in 2023. When I put my hand down, then I started moving the hands, and then I said, but why can't you? I just had to repeat myself, <laughs> and the voice got a little bit deeper after every ask. <laughs> but why can't you? Oh, it's just policy. But why can't you? That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Jim from Yonkers said, Fargo is right. Good coaches should be able to coach good players no matter if they know the system. Some shows don't want to listen to fans giving their opinion if it doesn't agree with what management is doing. The show, This show has no BS. What veteran can we pick up? Not too dicey since Jimmy G is injury prone. Plus, who do we uh, who do we have to draft? Thank you, Q&D, for a great show as Jim and Yonkers. And, well, that's the thing. Um, I don't know if there's a veteran quarterback out there that's going to be worth sitting behind – Jimmy G, I just honestly believe that at some point in the draft they're going to get a guy. Not necessarily at seven, but they'll get a guy. And I, I really, and I know uh, hardcore Raiders called in many times and, and been very vocal about uh, Hendon Hooker. If that was the play, I'd be okay with that. I'd be fine with that and roll the dice, right? If it's Jimmy G and Hendon Hooker and you know that Hendon Hooker is not going to be available right away, um, you know, that's fine. Uh, but then you just you, you cross your fingers and hope that Jimmy G stays healthy because, again, that's the biggest bugaboo when it comes to Jimmy G. He is very injury prone. So we'll see what happens with that. But thank you so much, Jim, for your text. We do appreciate you. Uh, Saul, right here in Vegas, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Uh-oh. Did we lose him now? Uh-oh. Did we lose everything? And did we get hit by lightning or something? Is there lightning outside? Oh, there he is. Saul, welcome to the show, brother. That was on me. Okay. Hey, your lines are tripping today, man. Hey, man, that was DeMond. Now, that was DeMond, his, his uh, sweet talk itself. He blew, he blew that one. He's, getting, he's trying to get payback for you capping out of my air, man. That's right. That's right. You already know. <laughs> no, man, I just wanted to chime in, man. I've been, you know, soaking it all in the last few days. And with everything going on, it's crazy. You know, I never thought that, for one, we'd be with uh, Jimmy, Jimmy G at QB. But, you know, it is what it is. But, I mean, the writing's on the wall. You know, it's, it's basically... They came in, they tried to go with the guys that we had. They tried to spice it up a little bit, see if they can make a run. Once they decided to pull the trigger on car and go a different route, the writing was on the wall. They're going to now try to do it their way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're trying to get the, the money right and bring in the players that, you know, fit the fit their pattern. Unfortunately for us, it's, you know, a mixture of Patriots and a mixture of people that, you know, they can fill those positions. But, you know, with Waller, I get it. He's not available. You know, you need somebody that's going to be available for you, especially listening to what you guys uh, uh, put out earlier regarding Lincoln's uh, comments. We do need somebody to be a good blocker. We do need somebody to be, you know, more dependable than what we've had. And, and you know, like you said, you got out. Maybe we're, we're doing the right thing, getting out early and, and not too late. But, you know, it's just frustrating because we came off that that season two years ago and, uh, you know, we were all got a little bit of taste of it, even though we knew, it was we were lucky to even get in there. You know, we, we we had a lot of things go our way, and we got a little taste, and we thought we were going to have that this following season. And then we had what we had, and you know, we just want we just want we as a fan base. You know, I'm a I'm a PSL. I'm an owner. I sit in the black hole every Sunday. Nice, and it's frustrating. You know, it's frustrating. You spend all this money, and you go over there and you cheer your team on, and you see the competitors. You know, fans out numbering you, and you see what's going on. It's like. Man, when's enough enough? And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just one blow after another. And I know we're going to lose some more players. You know, I really think 
that Chandler Jones contract needs to be looked at because, you know, for what he gave us, if we're going like apples to apples, oranges to oranges, if what he gave us last season and what we're paying him, that, that contract needs to be looked at too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, hey, the Raiders are making a business decision. As for me, I got to make a business decision. I think, you know what, for me as a Raider fan, and I'm a lifelong Raider fan, I got my Raiders tatted on me. I'm a Raider fan. You know what I mean? I think this season for me, I'm going to sit this one out, man. That's just the way I feel. But uh, you know what? It's still going to be my team no matter what, but it's just – I can't, I can't roll with this right now, man. So that's my, that's my two cents. There he goes. Thank you, Saul, for the call. Appreciate you, my man, right here. Las Vegas represents. So he's going to sit this one out. You know, and look, that that happens, right? I get it. That happens. So, uh, you know, that's, that's um, yeah, it's understandable. You know, whenever the frustrations kick in, as you mentioned, especially being at the game each and every week, uh, it can become frustrating, right? Everyone wants a winner. There's no doubt everyone wants a winner. So uh, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. And, uh, you know, the good thing about it is that it's about 30 hours into the legal tampering period as far as free agency goes. The new league year hasn't kicked in until tomorrow. So there's a lot of time between now and when the actual games start that this this staff has plenty of time to turn things around. So I'm encouraged by that, but we just have to wait and see how it all shakes out. And, you know, some will tune in right now. Some won't tune in until September. Some won't tune in until the end of the season. You know, there's people that call me all the time. Q, I haven't listened in months. Okay. Well, I mean, there's, you know, that's, 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 your, that's your prerogative. And whatever makes you feel better is exactly what you're supposed to do for yourself. I would never begrudge someone that says, you know what? I got to take, take a step back for a minute. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There is no, nothing wrong with that at all. Got a quick text. Every new staff brings in their guys. Raider Nation needs to take a chill and relax. They have to undo everything Mayock and Gruden failed at. It's only March, y'all. Damn. That was a text that we got uh, from the 559. We'll take one more quick call. Then we get to Patricia Tana, uh, 702-365-9200. Let's go to Salt Lake City. Talk to our guy, John. Welcome to the show. Hey, Q DeMont. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. You know, here's a situation. I know everybody's upset and they're freaking out, and I get it, because I freak out and I get upset. But this is 6-11 team. This regime that's in here now is going to do it their way. The key is they're now responsible for every move they do. So if they put out a product next year on the field and they go 6-11 again, and you look at Josh McDaniel's coaching record, I know people say he's not on the hot seat, but let me tell you, I've heard a lot of coaches that have never been on the hot seat. Hmm. If this team comes out of the gate 0-2 or 1-4, let me tell you something right now. The heat will be on. So everybody's got to understand, even though we can't control anything these guys do, they can be and will be held accountable. And if they put a product on the field next year that doesn't show improvement, it could be Josh McDaniels. Swan song. When you look at his coaching record, so I'm going to be optimistic. But I'll tell you this: they're on watch right now because they're doing a lot of stuff, and there's no blame in any other regime. This is on them. So let's just let them do their thing. End of the day, we'll hold them responsible. Thanks for my call, guys. Hey, good stuff, man. Good stuff, John. Appreciate you. And that's that's really all you could do. That's kind of where I've been the whole time. It's like, hey, man, this is on them. Right. I mean, all we could do is talk about and discuss it if we like it or not and just wait to see how it unfolds. But that's all on them. And if it fails miserably, like John said, then, yeah, I think there'll be consequences and repercussions. I don't believe that everyone's just going to get a pass and like, oh, it's all right. So what you failed. Just go ahead and do it again. Do it better. You know, try try again. Oh, man, this is a billion dollar business. 
<laughs> right? Uh, there ain't no just, I'll uh, go ahead and take another shot at it, right? You take another shot at a radio show. You don't take another shot at building a team and putting all that, you know, what that product is on the field. The radio show, yeah, you can get another three hours tomorrow. And <laughs> maybe it'll be a little bit better. Sometimes we have an off day, right? I'll be the first to admit it. But you come back the next day, you try to be a little bit better. It doesn't work like that in the NFL, man. If they fail miserably, like John said, there will be consequences and repercussions. So they're doing it their way. What do we say? How many years have we said there should be no excuses? Well, if you're doing it your way, there should be no excuses. Patricia Trainer, she joins us next. Talked about the Giants and their fact that they brought in Darren Waller by way of trade, giving up a third-round pick to the Raiders earlier today. We'll talk about it next on Red Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Going fast and furious on the show today. Had a lot of great guests already, and that's going to continue right now as we bring in our good friend Patricia Trainer, Locked on Giants at Patricia underscore Trainer. Pat, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We appreciate you. Didn't think we were going to be talking G-Men and the Raiders, but then all of a sudden, lo and behold, Dave Ziegler and the Giants get together, and they trade Darren Waller for a third-round pick. Was... Darren Waller, a guy that was discussed a lot amongst the New York media, amongst you guys, about, hey, there's a possibility he may be available, or did this come as a surprise? I think it was kind of a surprise. I mean, we knew that the Giants were going to look to add offensive weapons, big play weapons after signing Daniel Jones and committing to building around him, but uh, I think everybody probably figured it would be a receiver, that maybe they might trade for you know, a DeAndre Hopkins, or maybe if one of the Broncos receivers were available, maybe they would do that, so I, I can honestly say I, I don't think anybody saw you know Waller on the radar. Not very many people saw him on the radar. So how big of a day was it for the G-Man to be able to land Darren Waller when we know that when healthy, he's a very good player? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at the Giants last year, the offense, they were dead last in big play pass plays. And Darren Waller, going back to 2019, he's had double digits in every season since then, with the exception of last year, when he only had nine in uh, nine games. So, you know, for, for the cost that was involved, which is the third round or the second of the third round picks that the Giants have, the one at number 100 that they got from the Kansas City Chiefs for Kadarius Tony. I mean, if you look at that and you look at the, the contract of Darren Waller, it's really a low-risk, high-reward type of deal for the Giants. Again, talking with Patricia Trainer, talking all things G-Men as they acquired Darren Waller for the number 100 overall pick that's in the third round. And one of the things I said about that pick earlier was I thought it was pretty good value for the Raiders to get a third in return only because the draft is so deep with tight ends. Uh, were you surprised that they gave up a number three or uh, third round pick? Or do you think, like you said, do you think that that was really good value? No, I think it was good value. I mean, you know, the draft is deep in tight ends, but, you know, for what they're getting with Waller, I you know, the, the contract is not that bad. I think he's got some guaranteed money, $8.25 million guaranteed money this year. And after that, no guaranteed money. So if he works out, great. They've got him under contract at a reasonable rate, 10.5 in 2024, 11.5 in 2025, and 13.5 in 2026. And they can cut him at any time. So just the way it was, it was set up. I think it's a really good value, and, you know, if it doesn't work out, then they gave up a third-round pick, and, you know, they still have another third-round pick, but uh, it, it, it was a good trade-off, I think. 
What have the reactions been from fans about this trade? Because I know this isn't a good indicator, but the official NFL Twitter account, there have been all of the cartoon graphics. The Giants got a baller in Waller. <laughs> the uh, Giants are making a, are having a giant offseason with Darren Waller leading the big three picture of him, Daniel Jones, and Saquon Barkley. Do, are fans viewing this as a monumental shift, or this is going to be a move that can put that offense over the top? I think fans are excited about it. You know, the Giants haven't been making, you know, splash after splash, but the splashes that they have made have been uh, have been ones that have addressed needs for the team. You know, yesterday they took care of the run defense, which was a big problem. But today they took care of the uh, passing offense and particularly the downfield threat, the big play offense. So Joe Shane, with the, who has more assets to work with in terms of draft picks and salary cap space, really attacking the Giants' needs uh, proactively. And I think that's got the fan base excited because, look, if you look at what they did last year, they, they were really deficient in, in a lot of areas, and they still managed a 9-7-1 a you know, record and made the playoffs. Can you imagine what a few extra playmakers might do for this team? And last week they took care of Daniel Jones. How, how has the reaction been to that contract? Is it, hey, that's just what the market is, or do people feel like he's getting overpaid? I think there hasn't been a player more so than Daniel Jones who has split the Giants fan base. I mean, some people love the deal. Some people hate it. I know I, I saw a lot of people come on my Twitter timeline saying that, you know, the Giants made a mistake. They're going to regret it. But you know what? This is, you know, they're going to go with Daniel. And I think it says a lot that the way the contract was structured, they can get out of it after two years. It's not a long-term deal, even though it's for four years. They can get out of it after two if they feel that he is not the answer moving forward. Because, you know, there was a degree of risk here. You know, last year Daniel had a pretty good year, again, with, with uh, limited resources. But, um, you know, can he, have a, can he build on that? Now, they are confident that he can, but until he actually does it, you do obviously don't want to commit, you know, a blockbuster Patrick Mahomes type of deal until you see him perform like a Patrick Mahomes or something close to that. So, uh, so, yeah, the fan base is kind of split on it, but I think more and more people are, are leaning towards favoring Daniel Jones and saying, okay, let's just see what you got because Brian Dable worked wonders with you and we'll see if you can build on it. Patricia Trainer is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. You can catch her work on Locked On G-Men. Locked On Giants does a fantastic job covering the G-Men like a glove. I did want to ask you about Patrick Graham. Uh, he's the Raiders defensive coordinator. He was in New York a couple seasons ago. And just kind of want to know kind of what makes him go and what makes his defense go. Because I know that there was a time when I thought his defense was really good and it, it struggled last year with the Raiders. But I'll say that there was probably a, a, a lack of talent, which is what they're trying to address now, which is trying to build up that defense. What does Patrick Graham need to make that defense go? I think he needs guys who are versatile, you know, so that he can be creative. I mean, Patrick Graham is, is a very, very intelligent man who, you know, will sit up and he will draw up plays. I mean, he, I, I famously remember how he drew up a play the night before and he used it in a game against Washington, a game in which they actually won. And it came out that he had just drawn up that play the night before. So, you can draw up all the creative plays that you want, but if you don't have the talent to execute it, you're really not going to, you know, be able to do what you want to do. So is talent part of the problem? Yes. What Were injuries involved? I, I think you guys had some injuries also on defense mm -hmm. as well. But Patrick Graham, you know, he, he's a very 
creative guy. He's a guy that, you know, if he has what he needs, I think he can put together a solid defense for you. So when you look at kind of what he brings to the table and, you know, being able to have set guys up for success to create turnovers and, and make plays on the ball, that's something that the Raiders haven't done in a very long time. Uh, is, is Patrick Graham, does his scheme kind of uh, relate to that as well, as long as the guys are in the right position? That's part of it. Also, technique and, and fundamentals, that's a big part of it. I mean, I don't know how the Raiders practice, if they address those fundamentals in practice, but certainly that's a big thing. I know the Giants do it a lot these days. You know, they're constantly working on see ball, get ball. Mm-hmm. They're working on getting their hands up in the passing lane to bat balls down and maybe deflect them to a nearby defender. So it, it all ties in, I think. And, and it's the, you know, they say the devil is in the details. Right. So if, if the Raiders are practicing that stuff, you know, you would like to think that it would transfer over to the field, but it, of course it does have something to do with getting guys in the right position, being creative and thinking outside the box. Something I wanted to ask you about, because the Raiders are in a similar situation to the Giants in this aspect, given the franchise tag to the running back, who a lot of fans think is the heart and soul of the team, Josh Jacobs for the Raiders, Saquon Barkley for the Giants. Do you think that there's going to be a deal for him anytime soon, and what do you think the numbers would look like? For Saquon Barkley, I can't imagine that his deal will go over 13.5. I know there was a report, and I had gotten confirmation of the report, that they had offered him about 12.5 back in the bye week, and his agent and, and he weren't going for it. But I know the Giants don't want to overspend on him because, you know, look, Saquon Barkley is a unique talent, a very you know good talent, but he's also now 26 years old. He's had a, a number of injuries on his lower body, and, you know, I ask a lot of people who come on the Lock on Giants podcast, a lot of, you know, former players, league personnel and whatnot, I say, is Saquon Barkley the same player he was in 2018? Is he better, worse? Has he lost something? And I think everybody pretty much universally agrees that he's not quite the same player he was in 2018, that, that, some, that a little bit has come off the fastball. But with that said, you know, it's one of those cases where Saquon Barkley at 90% is better than some guys at 100%. <laughs> right. There is that. Saquon Barkley is a special talent. Uh, we know about special talents when it comes to the running back position here in Vegas as Josh Jacobs is also the franchise tag holder when it comes to that for the Raiders. Well, Pat, great stuff as always. Just wanted to get a little insight and see when you kind of uh, had Darren Waller on the radar and see how that works out uh, in New York. Another talented dude uh, being added to the mix. I think Brian Dayball is probably going to be able to do some really good things with Darren Waller and Saquon Barkley and some others. I mean, he's a hell of a coach. I really respected what he did uh, in year one with the G-Man. What do you got coming out on Locked On Giants that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, so I'm going to talk about the Darren Waller trade. I'm going to get some details, some some financial stuff. And then, of course, uh, I'm going to have Q on the program, too, because he's <laughs> going to break down everything we need to know about Darren Waller. Uh, and I know all my listeners are looking forward to that. So I uh, can't wait to talk to you later. Absolutely. We'll definitely be talking a little bit later, but I do appreciate you making a few, time, a few minutes for me this afternoon. Always, my friend. All right, there she goes. Patricia Trainer, great stuff. Locked on Giants again on Twitter at Patricia underscore Trainer. That's T R A I N A, covering the G Men like a glove. And I will be on her show a little bit later on this afternoon talking about Darren Waller. That's how we roll. We get down like that. 442 is the time before we take a break. Let's get caller number nine, VGK. We got a pair of tickets to go see the Golden Knights. I mentioned on yesterday's show I haven't had an opportunity to go. Well, you're going to have an opportunity to go. Maybe you'll get your first opportunity at the Fortress. Call number nine, 702 365 702-365-9200. Call number nine is what we're looking for. VGK, we're going to send you to the Fortress with Brady Nation Radio 920. 
Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. 4.44 is the time. Got to give a big shout out to Scott. He got hooked up with a pair of tickets to go see the Vegas Golden Knights coming up on Saturday, right, Demond? It's Saturday at the Fortress? Yep, yep. All right, there you go. Scott got hooked up just like that. We have tickets all week long. We have tickets to Kevin Hart all week long. We do appreciate you for listening, and we do uh, appreciate you for winning and enjoying uh, Kevin Hart and VGK and anything else that we give out around here. I do want to encourage you to go to our website, lvsportsnetwork.com. Fill out your March Madness bracket. Man, you can win up to like $2,500. is a huge package that you can win. It's super simple to go ahead and fill out your bracket, get entered. Thursday is when the tournament actually gets underway, gets started. You want to be there. You want to be a, a part of it, go ahead and do that. Try to do better than myself and Damon. I know that my bracket's going to be full of red sooner rather than later. Uh, probably as soon as the, the tournament starts on Thursday, it's going to be like, nope, you're out. You know, it's just it's just going to do that because that's what March Madness does. Uh, that's how it is. But, yeah, we got the tournament, the bracket challenge going on on our website, lvsportsnetwork.com. Again, lvsportsnetwork.com. Uh, it's easy to do. Go ahead and take a few minutes and, and uh, have an opportunity to win a lot of money and some great prizes as well. Uh, earlier today, when we found out the news, I mentioned earlier in the show that I was in a meeting with Natalie, our boss, uh, but when the whole Waller news broke, I didn't realize what had happened, so I got back to my office and looked at my phone and saw all the notifications and text messages and Twitter and everything really blown up. Didn't know what it was, and I knew it had to be something big, and then realized this was what happened. It is a blockbuster trade. The New York Giants acquiring star tight end Darren Waller for the Raiders in exchange for a third-round compensatory pick, number 100 overall. The Raiders had had trade talks going back a year or so. In fact, there were talks about Waller potentially being in the original Devontae Adams deal to Green Bay. Instead, he stuck around with the new regime and coach Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas for one season. He battled some injuries there. The fit was always a question. Now he goes to New York, where that regime there with Joe Shane and Brian Dable have been looking for big-time weapons to help out their newly extended quarterback, Daniel Jones. The pick that they're sending to the Raiders is number 100 overall, which is the pick they got from the Chiefs in the Kadarius Toney trade. Well, people watched Kadarius Toney in the playoffs and said, boy, the Chiefs got a deal here. Well, now the Giants turn that pick into a guy who has been one of the rare playmakers that we've seen here in recent NFL history. So there you go. That was Tom Pellicero on the NFL Network just breaking down the trade between the G-Men and the Raiders for Darren Waller. And, of course, returning to the Raiders is a third-round pick, number 100 overall, adding more draft capital. And, you know, it's great to have more draft capital. This is what I said when Khalil Mack got traded. It's great to have all those picks, but you got to hit on them. The previous staff didn't hit on those picks. It's up to this staff to hit on the picks. If they hit on the picks, and a lot of them, if they come out of this draft, Let's just throw out there for S's and giggles. If they throw, if they come out of this draft with like four or five starters, you could all of a sudden turn around and say, damn, look how quickly they turned the team around by being able to hit on those draft picks. And we've seen teams do it. I'm talking like Seahawks. We've seen them turn things around. The Jets last year, great example, right? They went and killed it in the draft, and all of a sudden they turned around and they were in a great position. All they need is a quarterback. That's why they're rolling out the red carpet, willing to do whatever, sign a 45-year-old guy for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, because they feel like that they're that stinking close because of the success they had in the draft. If Dave Ziegler and company, that's a big F. We haven't seen it yet. If they're able to do it, then all of a sudden a lot of the questions that we all have and a lot of the concerns and anger that I hear out of a lot of Raider Nation will go away. Because you'll realize, just like the Seahawks hit on Richard Sherman in the fifth round, right? Bobby Wagner they hit. They, you know, Earl Thomas they hit on. They had a lot of first-round guys, but they also had lesser-round guys. A year ago, you saw Tariq Woolen, Kobe Bryant, both starting for Seattle, right? At one point, they had four or five starters, 
playing, rookies playing last year. And they did all right. They made the playoffs. It can't be done, but they've got to be able to hit, and they've got to have the stones, and they've got to have the confidence to know that they can do it in the draft. And that's something that we as Raider fans and we as guys that have covered the team haven't seen in a very long time. Not this staff's fault, but it's just the reality of what it is. The Raiders haven't been very successful in the draft. Yeah, and it comes to the draft success, as you mentioned, but in the two situations that you mentioned last year, the Jets and the Seahawks. For the Seahawks, I'm not saying it like, hey, we should be any draft gurus or anything, but for me, Tariq Woolen, how that guy slip to the third to the third round? Was third fifth or, round. Fifth round, fifth me. round. And, and I, then, I was screaming from the mountaintops to get that guy. It's like, like how they got DK Metcalf, and it's like, oh, that was a deal. That was I don't my, know how DK Metcalf <laughs> also made bad. it out of the first round. <laughs> so, where, I don't know. For me, where the why Seahawks— did you, Wait, hold on, hold on. Back up a minute. I was still praising myself for picking right on Tariq Woolen, and then all of a sudden you want to bring up DK Metcalf, where I clearly missed on that one. You missed on— like, For I me, did. that I, was I, the guy— I don't he know. he was injured in school. That's why. For me, it's like, I don't know. Kobe Bryant also, where maybe he should have been, you know, in that range, but for me, it's like, hey, I don't know why this guy's not a second-round pick. Right. He also played across from Sauce Gardner. I feel like Sauce Gardner, he was rightfully picked at number four, yeah. but it was also, well, how good can this Kobe Bryant guy be? Mm-hmm. Where I don't know where if the Raiders, because those guys have to fall to you and so much so so now we haven't got to the draft yet. I don't know if those guys are going to be falling right there for them to pick at those spots where other teams are just going to have to miss on guys and they fall right into the Raiders' lap. And also with the Jets last year, they had two picks inside the top ten. Right. Where it comes to, hey, it's I'm not saying it's it's easy to just pick inside the top ten. We see that with Cleveland Farrell. Right. That it always doesn't work out. But when you're picking at four and ten, you know, you're taking the first corner off the off the board and then you're taking the first receiver off the board. It was a little bit easier for them to hit on those picks than it was to mess it up. So with the Raiders, I don't know if it's going to be just so – plug in place that these guys are going to work out because what did we hear last year with the defense hey he needs his guys and I know you got to build the team through the draft but I am not feeling encouraged I'm not you know just hot about these picks that they've made in free excuse me the free agency pickups mm-hmm. because none of these guys look like they're going to be the guys that hey this defense needs more talent I don't think that I'm forgetting his name already. The linebacker from the Steelers. Oh yeah, I don't. Um, that doesn't seem like a hey. This guy is going to be no, a talent. No. that's going to help develop in this defense. Is he one of Patrick Graham's guys? Right. It seems like we're setting our excuse me, not us. The Raiders are setting themselves up for a same path. If this season doesn't work out too well, hey, we still need to bring in our guys. Well, see, they don't have that luxury anymore. That's the beautiful thing about it. they don't have that luxury because they are literally bringing these guys in. So they are de- definitely their guys. They turn in the roster over. And they're bringing in their guys. So if that's not your guy, it's like me. If I say, hey, you know, DeMond, you're going to do a show. And then all of a sudden you don't do a show very good. They're going to be like, Q, what happened? Well, he ain't my guy. No, he is. (laughs) He is because you put him in position. So you better be right with your call. And if you're wrong, well, then you're wrong, and it's on you. You know, going back to John and Salt Lake City's call, you know, now they're bringing in their their cats. So if this is what it's going to be, this is what it's going to be. And uh, Robert Spillane was the one that you were talking about uh, from Pittsburgh. He's the linebacker that the Raiders have brought in. Uh, they brought in, uh, of course, Jimmy G. They brought in multiple others, Brandon Faison. They bring him back. Marcus Epps from the Eagles, they brought him in. Jacoby Myers, they brought him in. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Philip. No, I almost said Philip Buchanan. Remember him? He was a, a, a cornerback for the Raiders back in the day, Philip Dorsey said, excuse me, brought him in. I mean, there's multiple guys that they brought in. There's nobody that's wowed me, right? And, and I don't think that there's going to be a wow guy that they're going to bring in. I just, I just don't see that happening. Now, where I'm going to be wowed, and this is just how I'm built, and, and I could be completely wrong, I will be wowed by the draft. 
Because I don't care if you're in the first round, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, or seventh round. I know there's quality players. If you do your job right, you can find quality players in every round. I think Thayer Mumford was a decent player. He was a seventh round pick a year ago. Right? I mean, and, and who, was the, who was the center that the Raiders had drafted and uh, he came from Pitt? Remember, oh, Jimmy Morrissey. Remember Jimmy Morrissey a couple years ago? They drafted him in the seventh round. He's still playing in Houston. They picked him up off of the Raiders practice squad. He's a good player. Always thought he was a good player. Seventh round pick. Nate Hobbs was a fifth round pick. He's a good player. Max Crosby. I don't have to brag on him. Fourth round pick. Right? I mean, that's the thing about it. It doesn't have to necessarily be just first round picks. And with the plethora of picks that they have, 12 of them, and I think John McClain said it perfect earlier in the show when he joined us around 3 o'clock. And if you missed that conversation, lvsportsnetwork.com, you can check it out. Uh, all our work is up there. Definitely check it out. We encourage you to do that. Podcast from the morning tailgate, JT the Brick, and, of course, Unnecessary Roughness are always going to be available. But just like he said, you're not going to sign 12 guys in your draft class. You're not. That's just That doesn't happen. You might sign 7, 8, probably max. So if you have 12 picks, what do you think Dave Ziggler's going to do? You think he's going to sit there and just wait for, all right, well, it's pick five. All right, it's pick six. All right, it's my turn, seven. And then wait till, all right, we don't do anything. Till, no, he's going to be on the edge of his seat, ready to pounce. If a player happens to drop to a certain position and they've scouted that guy as their guy, they might say, hey, you know what? We got two picks in the third round. Let's go ahead and package these, and we're going to move up to the end of the second round and go grab this guy because that's a hell of a corner right there. Like, that's how I expect this draft to go. And that's why I'm excited and can't wait till Raider Nation Radio 920 is in Kansas City for the draft. I'm, ex- I'm expecting to be there at least Wednesday. The draft starts on Thursday. We'll be there for Friday and I expect to fly back on Saturday. But that's four days of coverage, <laughs> right? I mean, that's a lot of coverage of the NFL draft where I think that the Raiders are going to have an opportunity to really bolster this team. That's where they're going to butter their bread, man. That's how it's going to happen. This Everything they're doing right now is slight work. I think all their heavy lifting is coming from the draft. And I get it. Many people like Fargo Raider called in and was like, yeah, the draft, I don't count on it. It's a crapshoot. So is free agency, brother. (laughs) Right? Free agency is the ultimate crapshoot. I was standing in this very position, not in this very studio, but I was standing in this very position last year when the Raiders got Chandler Jones, and I was pumped up about it. Great fit in Patrick Graham's scheme. He's going to be a great bookend across from Max Crosby. That didn't work out very well. That was a high-ticket free agent. Didn't work out very well. That was my miss. So free agency is a crapshoot too. Guys are free agents for a reason. Teams are letting them go for a reason. We'll see what happens, but it should be interesting. I'm I'm excited and pumped up about the draft, and of course everything that they're doing in between now and late April is just going to lead up to it, and you start to get an idea of, okay, this is what they need and what they don't need. By getting Jimmy G, as much as I'm not a big fan of that, it, it doesn't make number seven being a quarterback a priority. And I think that's a good thing for the building of the team. Not the quarterback position, but the team. Now you just got to get some bubble wrap and make sure Jimmy G is going to be safe because we already know that it goes down like that. But he should be in town sometime this week. He should be uh, you know, signing his contract. I'm sure uh, JT will have a great interview with him, and we'll hear from him here on Rare Nation Radio 920. Have a great evening.